The last time I spoke, we talked about the kind of wisdom um, that we should be seeking to put into our life. And a lot of times, um, our human wisdom that we think makes sense is based on our own natural, earthly, and the Bible even says demonic uh, wisdom. Yeah. Um, And so... But he also tells us what is pure and peaceable, right? Wisdom that, is, um, <coughs> that will always bear good fruit is from where? It's from God, yeah. But, um, it's from above, that's what it says. And the, the place that we find the purest wisdom is in God's word. Um, and so... We, and we can always trust God's word. There's not going to be any poison in this water. There's not going to be any uh, any poop in the cookies. Okay? Right? Like, the cho- we know the chocolate chips are really chocolate. Right? <laughs> um, so we don't have to worry about that. We know that God's word is pure and, is, and will always tell us uh, what's best for us. Now, the last time I spoke on this passage from the book of James, James chapter 4, no, from James chapter 4 was about two years ago in Honduras. Who went to Honduras two years ago? All right. And um, yeah, you remember this one, right? Just about everybody who went on Honduras should remember this. And uh, I'm not going to be that intense tonight, okay? Okay. but God's Spirit really moved that night, and so I think this passage can really help us a lot. Um, you guys remember when Kyle came in a few weeks ago, and he was all stinky and smelly? Um, if Kyle came in like that, would you want him to sit next to you? Would you want, it, would you want him to hug you? Would you want him to hug you? Most of us wouldn't. And I want you, I want you to think about that when, when Kyle is stinky and smelly and disgusting. Do we really want to be embracing him? Okay? Or would you like him to take a shower first? All right. All right, just remember that. Remember that when we get to it later. All right, here's the question that I have for you guys tonight. Have you ever wanted something really bad? (laughs) Jonas Brothers, okay, Jonas Brothers tickets. Have you ever wanted something so bad, but, but you didn't get it? Donna, I think you're going to have to leave pretty soon. <laughs> you did? What? On his sixth birthday, you wanted to go to Disney World and he couldn't. All right, Bernard, how did you respond when you didn't get to go to Disney World when you were six? I threw a temper tantrum. Threw a temper tantrum. Wasn't this, you sh- wasn't it last week? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Donna, how do you feel about not having Jonas tickets? 
She's sad. Do, do you want to fight somebody? You want to fight Erica, don't you? Because Erica has Jonas Brothers tickets. Okay. I'm pretty sure all of us have had that thing that we wanted so bad, but we couldn't get it, right? And how do we respond when we don't get what we want? Scream, cry, fight, find someone who has what we want and try to take it from them, okay? Tonight, uh, James is going to talk about what happens when we ignore the pure wisdom from God and rely on our own uh, natural earthly wisdom, all right? Now, these people had, they had kind of just relied on themselves, and this is, and they had become a very argumentative kind of group. They were getting in fights with each other, and they were jealous of each other. Um, <coughs> does that ever happen to you? Is that happening in this group at any time? Is there any envy going on? Maybe, maybe tonight is for you, okay? Let's pay attention. James chapter 4, verses 1 through, let's go up to verse 3 for now. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? All right, so he's saying there are quarrels and conflicts among you. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? So James has identified that they're, they're fighting amongst each other. What's the difference between a quarrel and a conflict? A quarrel is a fight, okay? It's kind of a row. Okay, same, same difference, same difference, same difference. A quarrel is kind of obvious, right? Uh, it's kind of out in the open. Uh, it's, you know, everybody can see it. Everybody knows what's going on. A conflict might not be so obvious, right? There can be tension between you and someone else, and you're not really talking about it but you're holding it inside and you're not talking to that person and you refuse to sit next to that person. Um, <clears throat> just because there's conflict. Now, do you guys have conflicts with anybody? And that's the thing. Most of the time we think, I'm not hitting anybody, right? I'm not punching nobody in the face. So, you know, I'm pretty good. But we let conflict uh, rule our life. We have that one person that, that just gets on our nerves or, or that one person that we don't really, you know, we have, they said something about me and so I'm just not going to say anything to them and I'm just, you know, I'm just not going to talk to them. And I'm going to let all this tension build up. And so uh, we, have, we let conflict kind of run our life. And we think that that's okay because everybody can't see it and we're not really hitting anybody. You know, we're not fighting. And we, we kind of want to keep it that way, right? We don't want any, everybody to know that we have conflict with people. But James is coming right out and saying it. He's like, look, I know you guys fight. I know you guys have conflicts going on. All right, let's not deny it. Let's face up to it and let's see what we can do about it, all right? So James says, and he, and he wants to help them identify why they fight so much. <clears throat> Ver, same verse. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? What does that mean? 
your, your pleasures that wage war in your members. What is pleasure? It's when your desires are satisfied, right? You want something and you get it and that desire is satisfied and so you feel good. Then you're happy, right? But why are you happy? Because you wanted something and you got it, right? Okay? So, so think about someone you have a conflict with right now. Uh, why is there conflict? Most of the time, right, if we were honest with ourselves, it's because someone is stopping you from getting pleasure or fulfilling your desires. This is, this is what James says in verses 2 uh, and 3. He says, you lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask, and you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. All right? So their whole motivation for what they were doing was what? Pleasure, selfishness. Very good. They, wanted to get, they, they had these desires for things, and they wanted to get them so bad, and if someone was standing in their way, what'd they do? Fight, quarrel. They say, he says they commit murder. Um, I don't think he really meant like they were killing each other. I just think he meant they were hating each other. And in the Bible, if you hate somebody, it's just as good as killing them. You, you, you become a murderer when you hate someone, when you slander someone. That's, that's the language that Jesus uses. Um, and so he says... He gets, that, he gets at the root of their, of their problem. He says, you're envious and you cannot obtain. All right? And so they don't have what they want. And, he, and, so, and then he tells them, he says, the reason you don't have what you want is because you don't ask for it. You don't ask God for it. But even some of them were asking. They were asking God for what they wanted. But God wasn't giving it to them. Why? What, what does he say? He says, because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. All right? So <clears throat> think about something that you want and you don't have it and now you're angry. You're angry at somebody. Maybe, maybe the problem isn't them. Maybe the problem is you and your own selfishness and you just want to get what you want because you want it and you just want to have some fun but sometimes God says no that's not what's best for you because your desire is based on selfishness now do we ever think about this do we ever think you know I want something and I can't have it so I'm just gonna get really angry yeah, I mean, we do. That's what we do. But do we ever stop and think, well, maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't have this. Maybe this isn't the right thing for me to have right now. You know? Uh, maybe God is, is not giving this to me because I don't need it. Hmm. Have you ever wanted something that you knew you shouldn't want? Like, it's cool to want to go to Disney World.
<clears throat> have you ever, for you, what, what do teenagers want that they shouldn't want? A MySpace? To drive. To drive. All right. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's wrong to want to drive. Uh, drugs, all right. Ivana wants drugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? Some, some, some people want drugs. Some people want drugs. And are, are drugs good for you? In any way? No. But you want it. But you want it. Do you ever want a relationship with somebody who mommy and daddy don't approve of or who your youth pastor doesn't approve of and I know this is where a lot of you struggle because you want you want the relationship with somebody who probably isn't isn't a Christian who probably doesn't share the same goals that you have but you think they're really hot and so you gotta go with them I gotta be with them right and what do we say uh, they might be hot, but, but so is hell, right? <laughs> so sometimes getting what we want isn't what's best for us. And God knows that, and so he doesn't give it to us. But some of us still say, I want it, and I need it, and I've got to have it. <clears throat> but that's not good. Because what we've been taught is that we should live for pleasure, right? Everything on TV says, this will make your life easier. This will make your life more pleasurable. Do you know how many billions of dollars that companies spend marketing to you guys to try to get you to buy their junk? Most of the stuff that you want, you've been manipulated by advertising to get you to want it, all right? And so you, they just want your money, okay? They don't care if your life is easier. They just want your money. So don't be manipulated by them. Uh, but anyway, sometimes if we could get our own desires out of the way and if we could seek God's wisdom, uh, we would see that sometimes our motives probably weren't the purest. They were probably clouded by anger, or pleasure, or a whole list of things could be clouded. Um, and that God's wisdom will always provide the best outcome for you. Maybe not the most pleasurable, okay? Maybe not the most pleasurable, but the wisest, all right? So James gives us this scenario in verses 1 through 3. These people are fighting, they're lusting, they want stuff from each other, they're beating each other up to get it. Uh, and he's saying, this is not how Christians should behave. You guys agree? Good. <laughs> um, that's an easy question. <clears throat> so James moves on to verse 4. He gives this scenario, and now he comes to a conclusion about these people who want things just to have pleasure. Verse 4, he says, You adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world 
is hostility toward God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And this is strong, strong language. So James says, your bad motives, your desire for things that, that are just for pleasure, the, the anger that you sh- uh, lash out with because you're jealous, all of that is being worldly. And you, and, and you love the worldly things. You want these things that are just so pleasurable and make you feel good, but they're not what's best for you. And they're not what God has for you. But you still want them, and you don't care what God thinks. I want that boyfriend. I've got to have it. Well, God says, no, he's not for you right now. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get him. I'm going to listen to whatever music I want to listen to. I don't care what the message is. I don't care how much it degrades women. I don't care how much it teaches you to brag about yourself. I don't care how much it makes money an idol. I don't care how much it uh, blasphemes God. I don't care any, about any of those things. I want it. Listening to it makes me feel good, so I'm going to do it. It's all about pleasure for me. James says, James says you're a whore. James says, you adulteresses. What are some ways that we love the world more than we love God? Well, you should, you should never love anything in the world more than God. But there are some things that we do love. We, lo- we love our music, right? We love our music. I don't... Uh, uh, T.I., uh, 50 Cent. Who? Beyonce. Whoever. Whoever it is. <clears throat> we love this music. And, so, and, and this is what we spend all of our time in, all right? We end up becoming idol worshipers. We end up becoming idol worshipers. We worship this music. Uh, this is where we spend all of our time. This is where we spend our money. This is what we make sacrifices for, all right? Those are, those are things that you worship. What you, what you will make a sacrifice for, what you will give affection to, these are things that we worship. All right? And we give affection to these, you know, these music artists. And, and we give affection to these characters in movies and books. We give affection to them and we love them. And they become what gives us pleasure. God says, if there is anything that gives you more pleasure than me, you are an adulteress. You are cheating on me. Hmm. I love, for most of us, sleep is what will make us an adulterer. Because we will love our sleep and we will make sacrifices so that we can get more sleep, you know. But we neglect, what do we neglect? We neglect God and we, we, we say, oh, I'm not going to read my Bible this morning. I need to sleep. And so what do we end up doing? We end up neglecting the wisdom that God has given us. Girls at the back, we end up neglecting the wisdom that God has given us. And we end up like these people. James takes this pretty seriously, right? He says, if you want to be a friend of the world, that makes you an enemy of God. There's no two ways about it. I like to say, 
you can't be a Red Sox fan and a Yankee fan at the same time. Okay? You can't be... <laughs> You can't be a Celtic fan and a Laker fan at the same time. All right? <clears throat> right, you can't be for Obama and for McCain at the same time. All right? You have to vote one way. Right, you can't be a Patriot fan and a Dolphin fan. You can't be a Jet fan and a Dolphin fan. You can't be a Bills fan and a Dolphin fan because I will smack you. Uh. Because you should only be a Dolphin fan. Yes. We're the Dolph Dolphin fans in the house. Dolphin fans in the house. Oh, man. All right. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Shh. We've got, we've got a few minutes. Let's keep going. <clears throat> now, I know for most of you, you will push back at me. You will push back at what this says, and you'll say, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal if I listen to my music. It's not that big a deal if I uh, just try to make a bunch of money. It's not that big a deal if I, w if I sacrifice whatever it takes uh, to get a car or make some money or do whatever and stop coming to church, stop reading my Bible. It's not that big a deal. God understands, all right? But James counters that argument. James comes back and says, he knows what they're going to think. He knows what we're going to think because we always try to make ourselves look better than we really are. All right? And James comes back in verse 5, and he says, uh, he's already called them adulterers, and he's already called them enemies of God. Okay? Now he says, now you might think that it's not that big a deal. But verse 5, he says, he says or, or do you think that the Scripture speaks to no purpose. He's saying, do you think the scripture says this for nothing? All right, this is what it says. It says, he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. All right, God yearns for you. God yearns for you to submit to him. God yearns for you to love him more than anything else that is in this world. God wants you to love him more than your boyfriend, more than your girlfriend, more than, the, more than your music, more than your clothes, all right? More than your looks. God wants you to love him more than that and find that pleasure that you're looking for in those looks and the money and the movies and in and, and music. He wants you to find that pleasure that you're finding in those. He wants you to find that in him because of how sufficient he is, of how he can satisfy all those wants. Because remember, all those other wants, they're coming from wrong motives. They're coming from selfishness. They're coming from things that don't satisfy. God says, I want to dwell in you, and I am jealous for you. How does that make you feel, to know that God wants you so much? He wants your heart. He wants, he wants you to give him everything. <clears throat> All right? And so James, has, he's kind of condemned them. He's, he's let them know, hey, this is a big deal, and you guys are pretty bad at it, okay? You guys are enemies of God. You guys are adulterers. You love things in the world more than you love God. But he comes back in verse 6, and what does he say? He says, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What is grace? 
God giving us what we don't deserve, right? God's unmerited favor. We don't do anything to earn this favor. <clears throat> and my voice is disappearing, so I've got to hurry up. So just stick with me for 10 more minutes, okay? <sighs> In spite of everything that these people were doing, how bad they had messed up, he comes back with this hope. He comes back with this truth about the character of who God is in that no matter what you do, even if you are a whore, God will still give you grace. Okay? No matter what you've done, God still gives grace. You cannot out-sin God. All right? Now, as I say that, some of you are thinking, oh, goody, I get to go sin and do whatever I want. <laughs> no, he calls you a whore if you do that. All right? <clears throat> so stop. That breaks, that, that separates you from God, that, that stops you from having a relationship with him. It, turn, it makes you into that sweaty, stinky, disgusting thing that Kyle <laughs> likes to be when he plays basketball. And we think, oh, God, don't you like me? I'm all dirty and smelly and stinky and everything. Why? Give me a hug, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but God, God says, I love you, but I, lo I give you grace, but, but. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So what do we need to do? We need to be humble. And this is the remedy that, that James gives. He says, submit, therefore, to God. Submit to God. Be humble. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we have, it's not only our own motives that are bad, but we also have Satan influencing us. But James says, if we resist him, he'll, he'll flee from us. All right? Here's what he says. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. When you draw near to God, but, right, so how do you draw near to God? Do you come to him all stinky and smelly and messy? <clears throat> Not, if you're trying to hold on to all that, you can't, all right? You can't. This is what he says. He says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You people that want to try to love the world and love God at the same time, you can't do it. All right, guys, girls, you can't do it. You can't love that uh, bad music and that guy. Uh, guys, you can't love that girl. You can't love those things and then try to, more than God, and then try to say, oh, I'm a good Christian. No. God says, I want you to be single-minded, not double-minded. Single-minded for me. It says, be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. Humble yourselves. He says it again. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. All right? So, God, yes, God accepts you, and he accepts you just as you are, and you can come to him all messed up. All right? But you have to be willing to let it go and let God wash you clean. All right? And we humble ourselves, and we say, Lord, I know that I put this person ahead of you. Um, I put this thing ahead of you. I put this money, this this worry, I put all of these things ahead of you, and, and I know that's not what you want. So Lord, I humble myself, I confess, I repent, and I want you to be 
my, my single-minded goal. And we tell that to God, and God cleanses us, and God washes us clean. And he washes us clean through the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the only way we are made clean. Usually, if you put blood on something, it's, it doesn't come out, right? But that's how Jesus' blood works. Um, Jesus' blood washes away all our sin in a spiritual sense. And that is the only way that we can be clean. We can't be clean by being really sorry, okay? We don't say, God, I'm really sorry for this. I'll try to make it up to you. You can't make anything up to God. You can't come to church, you can't come to youth group on Friday night and say, all right, God, you know, we're okay now, right? No. It's only through Jesus' blood. It's only through him dying on the cross for you and you accepting that and believing that and letting Jesus be your righteousness, letting Jesus cleanse you. That's the only way. It's not how good you are. It's not how much you try. It's how much Jesus has done. And so God's, God's not going to give you anything from him that you will love more than him. Because that is not what God wants. God jealously yearns for you in your heart. And so I want you guys to think about tonight, what do I love more than God? Do I love my family more than God? Family is a good thing. But does God want me to love them more than him? No. God wants you to love him more than your family. And that's hard for a lot of people. Do I love my do I love the opposite sex more than God? Do I love my music more than God? What am I what am I not willing to sacrifice for God that goes against him? If you can figure out that thing and then let Jesus cleanse you from that and help you to reprioritize, then you'll be clean. <clears throat> Heaven, I love this statement. Heaven is not a place for people who don't want to go to hell. Who wants to go to hell? Right, nobody. Heaven is a place for people who love God. You're not going to go to heaven if you don't love God. If, if everything in your life is about you and fulfilling your own pleasure, you don't love God. And God doesn't want people like that in heaven. And so it's when we see what Jesus has done and we understand our, our sin and we understand that, our, that we deserve to die and that we have nothing good in us, but Jesus, Jesus did it. Jesus took our place and rose again and now he's alive and we can see him and appreciate him and love him with all our affection not that we don't love other things not that we don't love our husband or whoever it is our wife or whoever it is that we're going to love there will be levels of affection that we have for other things but nothing should be uh, more important than God so that's my prayer for you guys tonight do you want to love God? I hope so. Let's pray. Father, Lord, 
I thank you for, for the, the reminder that, that we all need to be humble. Father, help me to remember to be humble. Lord, I pray for anyone in here tonight that your spirit would work in them just to show them what they have made more important than you. It might just be their looks. It might be trying to impress the opposite sex. It might be music that they refuse to let go of. Music that does not honor you in any way. <clears throat> Father, show us where we need to cleanse ourselves, where we need to weep and mourn and wail and let you cleanse us and come back and let you give us grace and to love us. Lord, we thank you for your grace that it never runs out, that it is greater than all of our sin. In Jesus' name, amen.